Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Sydney. <laughs> and I'm Delaney. And, and this, this is Book Cult. Today we're talking about Go Ask Alice by Anonymous. Yeah, she ain't so anonymous actually. You'll see. And we're drinking big, I don't even write the word zesty correctly, big zesty <laughs> Shilling Hard Cider. That's guava lemonade flavored. It has a koala on it. He has sunglasses. He's chilling. Yes, he he's having a great time. He has sandals too. Big zesty. I like his swim trunks. Anyways, <laughs> we'd like to give a quick, oh, this comes together, big shout out to our listeners in Australia. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like we planned this. But we didn't because I wrote this years ago. And, and I, I wrote to Fred Meyer today. Yeah, I have no recollection of what I wrote or what this book's about. Let's go. Yeah. I know what the book's about a little bit, but. I hope we're about to talk about it. You're starting too. Good. Okay. So. I read this book in high school with my friends, and I've always kind of loved it. It's very anti-drugs, especially <laughs> reading it now. And knowing who wrote it. We'll yeah, and after it. reading your fun facts. But it tells the one-year journey. I timed it. Oh, was it really only one yeah, year? I, yeah. So, it, yeah. Anyways, doesn't matter. It's a one-year journey of a girl becoming a drug addict. So, she does all the drugs and has cute, weird nicknames for all of them. I didn't know what half the drugs were because she just has... I feel so like at one nicknames. point it's heroin and meth, but then also, who knows? There's just what else do you want? Well, and I just don't know a lot about drugs, I guess, so I was somewhat confused sometimes. But anyways, one of the last drugs that she tries is weed. She, the, she does speed first, by the way. She injects speed. Yeah, she's... She doesn't do it. She injects it. And I'm like, really? You're doing that before you... That's the second drug that she tries. The first speed, one she yeah. tries willingly is injecting speed into her bloodstream. No thanks. Not believable in my eyes. I don't know. There's a million stories. Who knows? But anyways, she's not picky. She'll do any drug offered to her. And her life goes downhill really fast, obviously, because this is, like I said, a year. Her family is really supportive of her and takes her back every single time she runs away. It's like two or three different times. And they do annoy her a lot because she doesn't like living under her parents' rules and she's kind of a hippie. Because her parents are just... Okay, so her parents are probably racist, but they're nice people to yeah. her. But they're definitely 
Yeah, they the definitely can be a lot sometimes because they get on her about like having long straight hair. Yeah. And it's like okay. there's some things I'm like, you guys are going too far. They're very conservative. Yes. Very. Yeah. Squares. Yeah. Um, she has like two good friends in the beginning, and then she kind of gets into the drug stuff and that kind of takes over her life because even when she tries to get clean again, the drug kids are always like Oh, they're her up and straight shit. up evil. Yeah, and they're like, you better do drugs or we're yeah. going to kill you. You got to come back to the drugs. It's Why do they care? I know. It's like... No one would care. They act like it's a cult. This is painting drug addicts like a weird cult that you can't leave. And you'll find out why. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but yeah. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> this book is a diary of a 15-year-old girl who, like we said, does drugs. She starts us off by being drugged at a party with a Coke full of LSD, which is like, What? I know. Who's like, it's a fun party game. They all take shots of Coke. Hide the button. Yeah. And they're like, I think it's just a can of Coke. Yeah. They're all like drinking and they're like, some of you are high now. Surprise. And I'm like, two of those were drugs. That's a nightmare. I don't, if I'm going to be doing LSD, I want to know I'm going to be doing LSD. Especially you've never done any kind of drug ever. That is a nightmare. How did she not, like, she never has like any bad trips. And I'm like, ah. Okay, that first trip would be awful because you don't know what's going on. You just got drugged. Anyways. Anyways. So, yeah. (laughs) She just has to be 12 hours high at that point. Like, just, that's your night now. And that shit was stronger back in the day, too. Yeah, that's just what you're doing. No choice. Okay, so she finds out she loves it. But most importantly, she feels like she fits in. Her whole thing, she has low self-esteem. She starts off with an eating disorder, by the way. This book starts off with her having an eating disorder and a terrible self-image. Yep. And it just gets worse. So then she starts getting into other drugs it, right away. She's like, this is fun. And then she goes back home because this whole su- time she's been in the summer with her grandparents back in her old town. So she lived in this town. She, her dad got a new job. He's a professor. They moved. She goes back to this other town. Gets in with a bad crowd. Yep. Loves drugs. Go back home. Her fun friend who was at like a Jewish camp. <laughs> so her friend who was at camp gets a boyfriend. And she's like, man, now she's bitch. her boyfriend. I don't know. And then boyfriend. she's like, and I'm into drugs. We just don't get each other. I lost mm-hmm. my virginity. While on drugs. Yeah. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. <laughs> so then she finds out, well, she finds some friends who are into drugs there, ends up dating some college guys. She's 15. He's gay. Mm-hmm. Um, she finds out he's gay. She's selling drugs for him. She gets pissed. She runs off to San Francisco with her new friend, Chris. As you do. As they do. They get jobs. They live in an apartment. Then they open their own store. Which you could only do in the 70s. Which, yeah, I'm like, some two teenagers and open like, their own very successful jewelry store. It's so weird. It's Berkeley. You yeah. know, a bunch of college kids hang out and they sell sodas and, and like, like jewelry and they just like chill and it's like fun. But then they get sober eventually because they were, um, trigger the warning. Do, they just talk about drugs all the time. Yeah, but trigger warning while they're in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. They do heroin and are raped. Mm-hmm. By Chris's boss. Who they think is their friend and, like, a good adult. Yeah, so they leave her, leave that area, get out of their shitty apartment, start their store, but they get clean. All the other Berkeley kids talking about drugs, talking about their shitty lives. One thing that bothered me so much about this book is just a bunch of white kids, mm-hmm. rich white kids going, hmm, my dad sucks. He wants me to, like, stay in school. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. Uh, Literally all she, of them. She's a rich white kid. Like, mm-hmm. they have, she comes, her dad's a professor. Like, he has a good job. And she's like, my dad wants me to fucking go to school. Yeah. I'm, I'm so oppressed. And I'm like, fuck. Life is so hard. <laughs> like, civil rights is going on. Vietnam. 
the fuck? But you want to do drugs. Yeah, your daddy won't let you smoke weed whatever you want. Boom. <laughs> you're a child and he's not letting you live your own life. Because mm. you're a minor. How shitty. Fucking <laughs> piss me off. <laughs> So anyway, they decide that their life sucks there. They go back home. No big deal. No problems. It's all fine. But then they get clean. Then they, she relapses, runs away again, gets clean. Is clean at towards the end. But the people she used to sell drugs to are like, sell us drugs. Do drugs. Where's the drugs? Why aren't you doing drugs? I'm going to sell drugs to your little sister. Yeah. I'm going to fucking murder you, you bitch. Do your drugs. I'm going to get your dad fired. Yeah. They're like crazy evil. They drug her when she's babysitting. She gets high while babysitting. That's her bad trip. Yeah. That's her one bad trip. She ends up in a mental hospital. Like rips the skin off she, her like, hands. Yeah. She like tears rips her, her hair, hair out. out. She's in the hospital recovery. And then she's in this mental she's institution. She's like, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. No one believes she's her. She ends up at the school and is like there with a bunch of other kids with like mental disorders and like drug addictions and things and she's like this place sucks like it's not that bad but these people are crazy i ain't crazy i was just drugged and then their dad their mom convinced the girls who drugged her to admit they drugged her and that she didn't really do the drugs on purpose and so that she gets out so once again no consequences for her and you'd think at that point that the the drug kids would stop messing with her no but no they hate her for no reason anyway stop doing drugs so she's clean things are good she's happy for like a month. Then the book ends. Then <laughs> there's the epilogue. Three weeks after the end of this diary. She did. She died of an overdose. No one knows how or why, but her was parents left her Was it suicide? Was it an accident? Was it murder? Because <gasps> those fucking kids wanted her to die? For no goddamn reason? There's a lot. <laughs> there's so much. There's so much that happens in one year. It's crazy. Insane. So, here's some fun facts. <laughs> fun facts. This book is, claims to be a true diary. It's not. I low-key hate that you looked this up and ruined this for me. <laughs> I mean, it's sad if you think it is, because the ending is terrible. Like, the poor it girl is. dies. But also, it just doesn't, it seems like too much for one child. <laughs> when you're reading it as a teenager. Yeah, as a teenager, you're like, this makes sense. Yes, that's what happens when you do Yeah, jokes. reading yes, it yes. now, it's like, okay... <laughs> and the reading it now, the well, whole it works too perfect. Yes. So the person who really wrote this book, her name is Beatrice Sparks. She's a Mormon youth counselor. You'll get that a lot in the book because here's the one thing where I was like, yes, Mormon. The whole time she's like, I wish I was a virgin housewife. I wish I was a virgin for my husband. I want to be just a nice, pure housewife. I hate that I've had sex. I need to be a virgin. That's like every other page. Yeah, she does go over that a lot. And I'm like, yes, yes. Because at the end, she has like a, a cute college boyfriend, and she's mm-hmm. like, I can't tell him my past, and he's he's gonna break oh, up. Oh yeah, with I didn't me even mention her college boyfriend. Once again, she's Paul. fifteen. She's like sixteen at that point. Actually. Almost sixteen, but still, he's once again, a first year graduated early. He's like eighteen. Okay. Once again, <laughs> this is also the seventies. I'm still mad about it. I think it's creepy. Her dad is all in on that. He's like, yes, my student date my Her child's dad daughter. set them up on purpose. Yes. Strange. But whatever. Ignoring that. Mm. Because I'm like, that's cute. If only he wasn't old. He's not that old. He's too old for I like Paul, okay? Yeah, I just, I don't want my child dating a no. man in college and she's in high school. You know what but, I'm saying? Whatever. Anyways, so the same author wrote the true diary of a boy who became a Satanist and dies, um, which we're going to be doing. It's called Jay's Journal. We're going to do it soon. Look forward to it. By soon, I mean within the next year. (laughs) Um, She also wrote another true diary of a girl who is 
raped, contracted AIDS, and died. See, I didn't know about that one. Um, yeah, I forget what that one's called, but this book was written in 1971, and it's still super popular. Yeah. Although, it has recently gotten a lot more criticism for being anti-drug propaganda. What? It's straight propaganda. That's so crazy. Unrealistic. Um, I think it's not a very realistic depiction of, like, actual drug addiction. Because, yes, she does relapse several times, but it makes it seem like she's just like, oops, I just want to do drugs again. I just, I feel like it's not, it doesn't actually show the struggles of getting clean. And then, like, the well, heartache of it's like relapse and... She's like, I'm never going to do it again. That's it. Never again. Never again. I hate myself oh, yeah, when I'm on drugs. Oh, yeah, she's all or nothing with everything. And, and then she's, she's like, like, love drugs. drugs. So I'm so great. in. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm like, people, people with actual drug addictions, like, that's not... I don't think that's a realistic depiction. I've never experienced it, so I can't say so, but I just don't see it really go... Maybe if you're a 15-year-old girl who already has some issues, that's maybe how you feel. Yeah. Because she... Before she started drugs, she was all or nothing. She's like, I'm never eating sweets again. I'm getting, I'm losing weight. Like, I'm... And then she's like, oh, I'm gonna let myself have some fun. And then, nope, I'm gonna lose weight. I'm gonna clear my skin up. I'm gonna get my shit together. I'm gonna go hard in school. And then she's like, fuck school. And then she's... All or nothing. Very, yeah. Which, I guess, relatable for 15-year-old girls. There is a film and stage adaptation of this book that William Shatner what? <laughs> made. I don't know why. And the title of the book is also from a Jefferson, Jefferson Airplane song, White Rabbit. Oh. So when I told you, go ask Alice, you said, it's based on a song. I said, it's based on Alice in Wonderland. It's based on a song based on Alice in Wonderland. You were both right. Which I, because I mean, go ask Alice, LSD. Yeah. Dad's a professor. Alice it's right there, kids. It's right there. I think those are all my fun facts. But yeah, Mormon propaganda <laughs> is what this book is. Plot twist. Mm-hmm. There's only a few questions before we get into our questions. These questions are from Gradesaver.com. It was very hard to find questions for this. That was either like a million questions or whole ass essays. It was a difficult time, just so you know. Ew. I'm glad you do that instead of me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm starting, I guess. Yeah, it says you. <laughs> what are the main character's main addictions throughout the story, and how do they reflect her innocence or lack thereof? So, drugs, but also... Fitting in. Mm-hmm. Being accepted. She wants to be popular. She wants people to like her. She gets rejected by a boy in the beginning, and that fucks her up. He comes back, eventually, and they, like, write letters, and she's like, I want to be good for him. She's the only boy I'd ever want. Yeah, and I'm like, girl, he stood you up. What? Move on. But, like, also... Stop what you're doing. Just, like, calm down. And she gets so mad when she finds out her college, another college could she's dating, I'm, yeah. when she finds out that guy is actually gay, she says some pretty homophobic She says some awful shit. That's when she's really, like, changed, though, because you can kind of tell her tone changes throughout yeah, the book. Yeah, she's pissed about that. She's like, I loved him, I sold drugs for him, I was giving him money just so he could, mm, say some really homophobic shit. Yeah. And I'm like, yikes, girl. Girl, calm down. You can tell you were raised by extremely conservative parents in the 70s. She's literally, like, the nice girl until something goes wrong, and then she's, like, spoiled brat to the extreme. Oh, yeah. Everything is about her. Yeah. Whenever her friends are dealing with something, she's like, mm, that sucks. But what about me? So, attention. That's she's, an addiction. She's, yeah, addicted to attention. Her parents don't give her enough attention. Oh, yeah. That's the wrong attention. Her siblings are always perfect, and she does everything wrong all the time. Yeah, she acts like a younger child, but is actually the oldest, and it's strange. Yeah. 
I was also confused at how old her siblings were because, like, she talks about, like, they're, like, kids. Well, her little brother is, like, in middle school and she's in high school. And then he ends up in high school. So, I think he's only a couple years younger than her. Her sister, I think, is maybe a couple years younger than him. I think middle school back then was 7, 8, 9. And then high school was 10, 11, 12. Or at least it was from my mom, I think. I think it was from my parents as well. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't matter too much. But yeah, I mean, she is needs some counseling. Yeah, she needs therapy. Doesn't she get a little bit of therapy? She does to get drugs because she <laughs> gets tranquilizers. Yeah, she. Oh yeah, she gets addicted to sleep meds. She takes her grandpa's meds, and she gets those tranquilizers. And then she's addicted to those, and she's taking tranquilizers to sleep and speed to wake up. And I'm like, what? Yeah, she's she's gone through it. That's for sure. Where's she Which getting I mean, the money for this? That part is accurate because. You know, you're gonna steal from family members. When yeah, you see can. that I was like that. That's a normal thing. But then she's just buying but her drugs the from doctor, giving her tranquilizers. It was the seventies. I found that to be believable. Yeah. When does the main character promise to quit drugs, and why does she fail every time? Because she's all or nothing, and she never asks for help, and she's not. She's not one. realistic about it. July twenty third, she says she'll never do drugs again. August third, she takes acid one last time. <laughs> August 5th, she does acid and loses her virginity. August 10th is when she starts stealing his sleeping pills. August 23rd, she gets the tranquilizers. I can go on. Yeah, she she doesn't try pot till September 26th. Yeah, she's already done everything else by then. She's... October 17th, she starts dealing drugs to elementary school. Yeah, that part made me pissed off. I'm like, what? She only does it like one time and then she's she like, She didn't like it. They're too young. But I'm like, ugh. Where are these elementary school kids getting the money for these drugs? Yeah, I just... As someone who was in elementary school, I definitely wasn't carrying around cash. Are they using their lunch money for drugs? I don't... Also, what drugs is she selling? I'm guessing just weed, I think it's but... pot. Yeah, because... Yeah. She starts stealing pot on my birthday. So cute. But yeah, Lily, she just goes about it so unrealistically because she's like, never again. I'm quitting. It's drugs like whenever she are evil. runs out of her staff, she's like, no more. And then yeah, or something like, bad hey. happens. Someone's mean to her. And she's like, fuck you. Never again. And then she meets someone else. And she's like, yes, again, drugs. I love I'll drugs. Try that. Thank you. And I'm just like, you got to reach out to your. She doesn't reach out to her family who are extremely supportive with it. She really, should ask them for help. You need other people to hold you accountable for that. You can't just be like, me and my one friend who is also addicted to drugs are never doing drugs again. But it's just you two and you're going to target each other into it. Maybe if they'd taken her to fucking rehab. Yeah, she needs rehab. She needs counseling, therapy. She needs help. Yeah. It's hard to quit on your own. Yeah. So, um, imagine you are the lawyer representing the main character's assets after she overdosed on drugs. It's my favorite question because it's just wild. Anyways, okay. <laughs> make a case against her drug overdose being purposeful so her family can recover her assets. Well, she's been drugged once before, so I think it'd be pretty no, easy. No, but this is like, make a case against it being suicide. Um, okay. She seemed happy, but she has, I feel like she might have some mental health issues. She says she wants to die a couple of times. She does. I wrote those mm -hmm. down as well, especially towards the end. Um, when she was in that in hospital, I didn't school. write the date, but it's on page one fifteen. She wishes she was dead. It's in February or March because then I wrote the month of March was rough because <laughs> that's when she like goes to Colorado. One fifteen. It's another day. See, followed up by when next to question mark. <laughs> yeah. So 
it's yeah it's during all that shit where she doesn't know what day it is because she's like drugged out yeah super high so it might be in march that that happens because she doesn't do dates it's kind of annoying the new dates new dates new dates and then it's april eventually in her second yeah. diary so, so it's in her first diary and then her second diary she's like new start which and she's like very hopeful at the end but that doesn't necessarily mean but honestly i think it starts in september so a lot of people overdose when they relapse because they're used to taking their normal dosage and their body isn't as like accustomed yeah so they take too much and they od that's very possible for her it is but i i feel like i don't know what drugs she would do though because i feel like acid is her drug of choice wow, it's speed though speed is straight point. up just meth <laughs> it's probably speed that boy that gave her speed that one time probably came back and was like, hey, girl. Yeah, she does She does speed often throughout this book, too. That's a good point. Speed's and a pretty she rough heroin. Drug. Yeah. So she's on some hard shit. I wrote December 3rd, heroin. But she's quitting again. Because <laughs> that's yes. literally how it goes. So I'm going to say she has a history of addiction. She was clean, but she also has a history of relapse like most addicts do. It's hard to quit without help. She was left alone. She was doing better, but that doesn't necessarily mean. And most of the times that she quit, it was a couple weeks or a month between. Yeah. So, so it wouldn't be that crazy. I think it was probably accidental. I don't see her as being that and she, sick. But she doesn't have her diary anymore either. And that was like, what yeah, her, her diary was relievers. holding her together. Yeah. So I think you could argue that it would yeah. be suicide, but I, it also depends. We don't have a lot of details about the scene. So. Anyways, this is not a wild question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is this on here? All right. Our questions. Yay. Okay. Why are the drunky kids at school so obsessed with her? I don't know. Like, they literally, like, push her down. They shove her. her they're, yeah, they're pissed because she's, like, she's not two shoes. high anymore. It's so weird. I know I didn't do drugs in high school. No. I don't know what it's like, but I, I can't imagine this is realistic nowadays. Maybe in the seventies it was. Things were different back then. Bullying was way more common. I guess, um, yeah. in person, I guess now it's more cyber, but true. I just I just don't know what someone will be mad. Cause yeah, I mean we already Why said, is that like, her, how is it? She thinks you're gonna rat her them out, and she's like, "No, I'm not." She has so many opportunities too. Even when like she does get drugged, and she says she's like, it I don't wasn't say her. That yeah. She knows exactly who did it, but she doesn't say. Like she has so many opportunities that she could tell on them, but she's just like, "No, it's it's fine. Like just me." Yeah, it's it makes no sense. They're just evil. I think I wrote in this book: these kids are fucking evil. What the hell? They're. Because they threaten to plant drugs in her dad's yeah, the car so he'll lose his job. Make her little sister do drugs? That's yeah. so fucked up. Because they're like, oh, make sure your sister doesn't accept candy from anyone. Yeah. Could be drugs. Like, what? This is like, like I didn't do dare in school, but I imagine this is the this shit they talked about. This is Mormon propaganda. This is why I always this thought people anti-drug. were going to offer me drugs. No, they're not going to just give out free drugs. No drugs one does cost that. Money. They're not just like, hey, kid. Take this free drug candy. The only time I've been offered drugs is at a party. Because that's yeah, where you do and drugs. And you're there at parties. But And even then it's like, hey, no one on the street's going to be like, hey, you want free cocaine? You want some speed? Yeah, here's a baggie. Have fun, kid. Hold out your alarm. <laughs> it's not how it works. They want money. Right? And I feel like, yeah, it's, 
whatever whatever okay so we kind of already went over this but do you think the overdose at the end of the book was accidental suicide or murder i'm gonna say there's a strong case for murder yeah i'm gonna say murder but like i don't know I feel but like there's no sign I mean, everything had calmed down towards the yeah end and we also don't get a description on the scene but i would say there's no defensive wounds but and well no and we know that a struggle the last time that she got drugged she had a bad trip and freaked like, out freaked out hurt herself a lot but yeah but it doesn't say anything about that again i'm gonna say it's most likely it was just an accident i just i want to know more like the way it ends really is the worst part it's i hate the like, ending it's one found it's body. super sad because i'm like no she died she was happy it's literally she's like i'm done like with this journal i have a good boyfriend a i'm doing great in work life school is what i was going for all that stuff you know Things are going well for me. And then she's dead. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Okay. <laughs> Do you think she was bi, though? She did mention women that one time, and then she was like, of course I'm not gay. Because there's, like, one part where, towards the beginning, where she talks about, like, being with a woman would be easier or something. Yeah, she but she likes women so much. But then it's like... I feel like she's probably actually either bi or a lesbian. But she suppresses it. She's from hard. a super conservative family and doesn't think it's okay. Because she gets and the real way weird she freaked it. out about her gay boyfriend. Yep, very problematic. And then it's like in one of her drug trips when she's writing that she's like, "Oh, I've thought about being with a woman. It would be so easy and blah blah blah. And I've been invited, blah blah." But like, yeah, she's like, "But I would never do that. I'm a good girl, right?" And it's like, "Girl." Go You've ahead. already done so much. There's that is, like, yeah. the, the safest thing that you can do right now. And see, my theory behind that is the author, who is Mormon, Mormon. is probably a Mormons little not don't straight. Like I'm thinking she's a little closeted or, like, repressing her feelings. It's a classic of her religion. way to lash out. And so then she's reflecting that in her writing of this fictional life of a girl. It's a true story, she claims. Yeah. I'm also mad they never gave her a name. Well, they call her Alice in some different things. Like, the, when I was looking at questions, they kept calling her Alice, which I think is but just because the name of the book, but her name She talks to, about someone There is a theory that her name is Carla. Why? Because there's one part of the book where someone mentions Carla, and they think it's a reference to her. Oh. I did not catch that. I know that at some point... That should have been in one of my fun facts. I'm sorry. It, well, she talks about, like, she talks to a bunch of different druggies at one point when she's trying to go home and she's, like, getting their stories and stuff. And one of the girls she talks to is Alice. Mm -hmm. And the story's very similar to hers because I wrote... Alice is actually a rich kid who has a nice family. Alice her? Because... Oh, yeah, that story pissed me off. But she's like, my dad didn't want me to do what I wanted to do. And they had rules and I'm a teen. She was like, what, 13? And she's like, my parents had rules. Fuck it literally, them. it's one paragraph. Then I talked to Alice, who I met just sitting stoned on the curb. She didn't know whether she was running away from something or running to something, but she admitted that deep in her heart she wanted to go home. That sounds exactly like oh, her. Oh, I'm thinking of the girl when she was at Coos Bay for some reason. Oh, yeah. That was <laughs> and so I was like, random. what? <laughs> yeah. And that was like the scene. And that girl was like, yeah, my life was so rough, but it wasn't. No, that was a girl whose life was actually really rough. And I was like, girl, that's the people who are really on the streets. Uh, Not you. The one who was like. The being... pardon the wording, but baby prostitute. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what they called her. Who was like 13. Mm -hmm, and she's like, I've been out. in the game for like five years now. Yeah, and, and she's like, like, I had to leave. My mom's boyfriends were assaulting me. And then she me, was in a foster home and her foster brothers were assaulting her. And yeah, on and, and on. I'm like, girl, that's who is on the streets. That's who's suffering. Well, not you with your nice ass she family. She kind of gets into that at one point because she has some dude that she like.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And she has to give him blowjobs mm-hmm. to get her her d- drugs. Which, yeah, happens when you... I mean, first of all, she's a child with no money. Yes, but, like, this girl has nowhere else to turn. The girl, the child but sex worker, like, but... She has a home this to go to. Always had somewhere to go, and she her always family finds is very someone. Accepting. Yeah, she, she finds really nice people that are willing to help her. Yes, that was. I was like, she <sighs> goes to the church, and the church helps her go home. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you have like the best luck ever. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right. Does this seem like a believable story of a teenage struggle with addiction? No, it doesn't. As someone who has a lot of drug issues in their family. Namely, my brother, who was a teenage drug addict. Like, there are definitely similarities. I just feel like it goes too far. But yeah, it. The, like mainly, it's trying, them all being their own store in San Francisco was just too much for it's me to trying believe. Trying too hard to make this like perfect story of like yeah. everything happens. Like, but it it's unbelievable. It she travels so much. She's yeah. always somewhere. Somebody's always there to give her a ride. Yet isn't murdered in right? the 70s. Really doesn't have that much bad shit happen to her. No. She's never, like, attacked or robbed or anything. Yeah, she, like, I just feel like she gets All the situations, lucky. not to, I'm not victim blaming, but she gets herself into the situations and stays there by choice. Yeah, and I just can't believe she wouldn't get murdered. She's always hitchhiking. She literally is hitchhiking and, like, just goes wherever she literally living is on like i'm in colorado now and you're like what how did I you think get she's to colorado legit from like new york she's living in new york gets the e- i got like the washington vibe because she was in oregon and shit but i don't know but i think she's talking about like new jersey and shit. if it's a mormon maybe she's from utah maybe i got an <laughs> east coast vibe and then she went to the west coast it was like west coast is crazy over there man it never says i feel like i read something where it said she was in like jersey or something but you know, I wish we moved from Jersey to maybe like, because her dad works like some fancy college. That made me think East Coast. Yeah, but they never say what college do no, they? No, they don't. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, it's my question. Yeah. <laughs> do you think it's believable that she went from acid to fucking injecting speed just and right after she talks about how much she hates shots? She I, does this. 
as someone who will never never i don't i'm not even afraid of shots i don't give a fuck about needles i don't like the idea of injecting myself with no. drugs so i would never do it for multiple reasons i just am not that into drugs but yeah no, i'm like main one. you just go for it i just feel like that's something you work up to not your second time getting high for real though because but it, i mean i don't know i've never done it i can't say I'm sure there's other people who have gone from one time accidentally doing LSD to injecting speed, I guess. I feel like I didn't even know people were work injecting up to speed. It. I didn't see that's how much we know I about thought drugs. speed was like pills usually. I don't know. I never thought about it. I thought you smoked it. Hmm. I don't know. I think you think of crack similar. I think most drugs can be done most ways. I think so too. I just don't do a lot of drugs, <laughs> my bad. Us the drug experts. Yeah. As someone who's only done drugs a few times. <laughs> yeah. And only a few ones very limited amount <laughs> yeah i just I, i've never injected them so i couldn't tell you what's injectable my next question how unrealistic we've already addressed this does um did the main character and chris opening up their own store seem to you because that part really got to me they saved up like 200 bucks it was the 70s though yes but they're two teenagers who was renting the storefront to two kids that's a good i mean I don't know. And then they get like really and successful and then they just leave it. They don't sell it. They don't do anything. Well, they just like leave it. That's like their apartment too, though, isn't it? They're yeah, they're living, living in the back of it. Yeah. I got questions. I The logistics of it doesn't make sense to me. She becomes really good at making jewelry and then they just leave it. I literally didn't even write about the store because like they're not even there very long. It's the part that stuck with me the most and I'm the most confused about this store. I don't really like Chris. She was fine, but I'm just like. But she stays. Chris is one like one of her best friends. Until Chris, like, friends. yeah, but then Chris moves away and she gets clean and then she lives with her family and then they move away. And the cops raid Chris's house. Oh. And they get the they get the stash, the girl's stash of drugs. Hmm. I don't know. That's in February, and oh. then then she go then she's like clean for a minute, and then she goes to Colorado. Yeah, and then she moves away. You know, as you do. Well, I mean, her family moved probably for the best. So probably we gotta get our daughter out of this environment. She ran away to San Francisco and started her own very successful jewelry making company. Yeah, but like, oh, yeah, that whole thing was confusing because it's like, how are you paying for any of this shit? Yeah, they saved up their money, but like, they only had a couple hundred bucks. I've saved up my money for years now, and I still cannot afford to rent a storefront. Okay, but also back in the seventies, you could buy a house, go to school, and like on like, a part-time job. Shit. I know it was it was different. The economy wasn't tanked by Reagan yet. I know. Reagan hasn't ruined things yet. Kill Ronald Reagan. We live in a post-Reaganomics <laughs> society. <laughs> and it's a nightmare. It is. Also, the climate change shit, real bad right now. Did you hear about Germany and Belgium? Ugh, you don't even have to tell me. I saw it. It's so awful. The world is a shitstorm. Arizona's so flooding? Did oh, yeah, that, that woman who died in the Grand Canyon in the flash flood. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Arizona and Belgium and Germany are flooding. We are on fire, um, as usual at this time. I know. I didn't even know we were on fire. And then, like, the sky's all Oh, yeah, smoky. it's smoky. I was like, what? And everyone's like, Walla Walla's on fire. Yakima's well, on fire. Well, it's not as bad as last year yet. Yet. I mean, like, the air quality isn't I haven't heard anything toxic about Alaska, but I feel like yet. it's got to be on fire, too. Alaska isn't as hot as it is here. Like, we're, no one ever talks about it being on fire because it's so big that they're like, Yeah, you but they're notice. not experiencing the intense heat wave that we are. Yeah, I thank God. It. It's I know, raining I was there. Worried. I was worried about Alaska, so I looked at the weather, and I was like, good, they're 60 degrees. Thank God I was stressed because things are bad here. The one time you want to be in Alaska. 
I was like, great, we should move to Alaska. Not really. We can visit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> they don't go to Alaska this month. No. But also they don't have to deal with climate change. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty lucky. Riddle me that. Oh, also, this isn't a question, but a thought that I had that I didn't write down. Maybe I did. If I bring it up <laughs> in my final thoughts, I apologize. But she would have been a Manson girl. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, the whole time she was in San Francisco, I was like, Acid it's a shame. Was her drug of choice. Manson's already been in prison. She would have been a Manson girl. Oh, that would have been a, such a better story. Well, I don't think the Beatrice Sparks, the Mormon Youth Council, was thinking of Manson. She missed an opportunity. She should have played it, like, five years ahead. She could have been a Manson girl. If she died as a Manson girl, it would have been a lot more believable. She would have been a Manson girl if she was in San Francisco in... The mid-60s. She was in San Francisco, but it was the 70s. Yep. She could have met Squeaky. She is Squeaky. Comes, kind of is. Yeah. But Squeaky had a rougher family life. Her dad sucked. Yeah. Okay. Why didn't her family just switch her to a different school? Because yeah, even, know. well, she talks about it and she's, she's like, like they even would've. if I go there, they'd know. And yeah. Like, How would they know? And she thinks everybody knows who she is and she has this target on her back. It's because she's a teenager and the world revolves around her. Everything's about me because I'm a teenager. I remember those thoughts. Yeah. And I bet her family would have, but she, she didn't asked. tell them anything about what's going on at school. And whenever they did ask, she was like, don't worry about it. Don't I got think it. About yeah. It. It's, it's not it's a big fine. deal. Like, nothing's happening. I know they drugged me like last week, but it's totally chill. It's not a big deal. It's just like a fun little prank kids play when they I'm drug off people. Now, guys. Yeah. It's only the 16th time I've said that, okay? It's I know. This if this wasn't the 70s, things would have been very different for her. She'd probably be dead. It, sooner. I think if it was, well, it depends. If it was like now, I think her family would recognize the signs a bit sooner. And if she ran away, the cops would have. I mean, you never know because we didn't catch on to my brother for a very long time. Yeah, but your brother didn't run away half across the country, possibly. And she is a white, upper class woman, like child. So the cops would have done something for her. And they wanted to keep it on the hush. Yeah, so I think her family, if her family made like a big deal about it, things could have gotten done because they were. They really should have done more. Prominent. Honestly. And white. They were just like, oh, we believe you. Everything is fine. They're like, we're not oh my God, thank God that. you have fun in San Francisco, right, honey? Like, just go back to chill school. About it. Like, like, nothing happened. She was like a year of school. She's very far behind. I don't think she's doing that well. And then she Missed studied really hard. Semester, okay? Yeah. It, We've been over this. I it know. Lasts a year. It's <laughs> like so much longer. Starts she's in September, ends in saved September. Saved up enough money to get a storefront? In a couple months? You know that part-time job you have that pays 75 cents an hour or whatever the fuck you got paid in the 70s? It's just crazy. I think federal minimum wage is, like, almost what it is now because it has not... Well, I think they talk like her rent is, like, 200 bucks or some shit. Yes, which I wish. I oh, wish. my God. If rent was 200 bucks, I'd be so happy. I'd be rich! My rent is four times that. I'm just like, minimum wage is 71. Hold on. It's going to be small. I'm going to guess $1.75. I'm going to say $2. But you know what? It's probably higher than we think. Um, in 1967, it was one sixty was... and 71 So I was close to $1.75. Yeah. Okay, neither of us win by prices Right rules. But I win because I said so. But, God. Yeah. And honestly, it's only up $6.15. That's when pennies were worth something. It's only gone up $6.15. In the last 50 years. My first job, I was paid $8 an hour. Same. I was paid, yeah, eight something, I think. Yeah. I have a college degree. I remember above my, minimum wage. My first time I had a paycheck that was more than $500, I was like, oh, boy. 
Oh, no, if I had a paycheck that was five hundred dollars now, cry. I would not be able to live. Yeah, I feel like I can't pay my bills. Well, I was like, my rent is more than that. My car payment had top of that. I couldn't afford either. No, no. no. What about my our water bill was two thirty this month. I pay for my damn dogs. Like, oh yeah, Chernobyl doesn't need shit. Well, I'm taking. They're gonna be off that fucking care. Chernobyl needs shots actually, so we do need to take them to the yeah. vet. Yeah, Nancy needs a rabies shot. Yeah. Fucking Anyways, dogs. where were we? It's your turn. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is your favorite quote from the book? The one was nice. <laughs> I that so I have two. Um, you can go and then I'll go and then no. I just have snippets that I wrote down. Okay, so I'll read one, you read one, I'll read one, you read one. Okay, okay. okay. So my first favorite quote is all I could do is draw pictures of monsters and internal organs and hate. <laughs> that goes well with my verse, which is whoring little spider hole. Naturally. <laughs> I don't like it. I oh, it. Ooh, I found a new one real quick. Another day, another blowjob. Oh my god, I wrote that one down! <laughs> I wrote it down! Well, I guess I'll do my other one, which was... I, I kind of did like this one. All dopers are part-time sewer dwellers. Oh, yes. Um, Here's a long one. I don't know how I could ever expect to understand death when I can't even understand television or electricity or even stereo for that matter. In fact, I understand so little, I don't even know how I exist. Oh my god! Relatable, how does Wi-Fi work? Iconic. I don't get it. Okay, my last one that I wrote was, life is so simple for straight people. It is! It is! And she doesn't mean, like, heterosexual. She but it is like, simple for heterosexual people. Drug-free people. But it's right in all accounts. Every way you look straight, at it. Straight, straight, straight people. <laughs> straight people got it easy. I don't think I wrote down any other ones. No, they had another blowjob, man. <laughs> now make a great sticker or pen Embroidery. or t-shirt. <gasps> I'm on the list. Next. Another cute pillow. Craft night. <laughs> Once I learn how to sew well, I'm doing it. And I want to make a collage about Ronald Reagan rotten in hell. Oh, who doesn't? Ugh, iconic. Fuck Ronald Reagan. I'm glad he's dead. Okay, and last I don't question. Give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> I think everyone knows how we feel about Reagan at this point. I don't think I've been very clear. <laughs> Anyways, do you think her constant talk of death was foreshadowing? She talked about death a lot, a but lot. I think as someone who, by page thirty-eight, <laughs> she talks about how she wants to be cremated. Because she's really obsessed with, like, bodies rotting in the ground. It really yes. bothers her. Oh, see, I'm worms obsessed with it things. in a different way. You want I love body decomp. to be full of worms? Well, you know how I feel about cremation. I don't want to burn. That's true. As someone who's planned out their funeral, I see this as normal. I see no red flags. A totally normal planned out funeral. I just want everyone to watch my body decompose. Why is that a problem? <laughs> I would be in a glass piece. coffin above ground, Snow White style. Why mausoleum. is that a problem? It's true. I do want a mausoleum. I think they're cool. I or like okay, if we're going environmentally friendly, which I am a fan of, the tree thing I like. I want to be um, a tree. Press into a diamond or something so my family can wear me around. You can do balls. Be like okay, create just around. this little hand. Yeah. See, can't you only burn parts of me? I don't. First of all. Know- they can save your tattoos. They could skin you and save your tattoos. I hate it, family. but I love it. I hate it, but I love it. That's <laughs> disgusting, and I'm in. Everyone's like, "Oh, what's that fun little skeleton over there?" Oh, that's Grandma's. Uh, my tattoo. tattoos cost me money, bitches. You're putting them on your wall. We contacted a taxidermist, and he was like, "You know, why not?" <laughs> the armband's gonna be harder to save. It's gonna be okay. Okay, they don't get all of them necessarily. Maybe they just I their favorites. want all. However many I'm gonna have when I die, fifty plus tattoos. Preserved. Okay, your goal, fifty plus. Well, I'm at 
18 right now? I think it's reasonable, unless I die sooner rather than later. I'm at like 11? I don't know. I don't want to count. Up. Shut up! The ghost is on my side! Oh my god, okay, I want to talk about okay, my ghost story. Really quick little detour. I won't even cut this out. Okay, you know it's a good story. It is a good story and it creeps me out. Go ahead. Okay, so I was at work <laughs> and I clean cars at work, you know, no biggie. And so I'm vacuuming. It was a rogue sport, not that it matters. I don't in, know what that is. Continue. It's a small SUV. Naturally. I was in the back passenger seat vacuuming, you know, doing my thing. All the doors are closed except for the back passenger door because that's where I am. No one's helping me. I'm the only one on this car. The driver's seat scooches all the way back, all by itself. And I look up and I'm like, okay, the door's closed. Cool, 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 cool. And then I just kept vacuuming. So you don't love it? I think I'm haunted. I also think I'm haunted, but I also don't think hauntings exist. <laughs> it's a conflicted view. But how do you explain that? I can't. There's no explanation. Gravity, it's faulty seat, you should get it fixed. Why would it scoot all the way back? Gravity. <laughs> gravity doesn't go straight back. That's not how gravity yeah, it was pulls. On a slight tilt. We were on gravity. flat ground, but okay. It was a slight tilt. Did you get your protractor out? Did you measure? You know me. I always have my protractor. <laughs> I got to level her out yeah. wherever I'm walking. Is you're like, that little ground? line yes, is going cool. slightly tilted. It's not even. We're on a curve right now. So if the seats start moving by themselves, which has never happened before in my six years of this job, but whatever. I'm just saying the unexplainable. Gravity this one time. Doesn't mean ghosts. If the light had flickered after that, it would have been the most perfect shit the in the world. The light's already turned on, okay? That's just a faulty light bulb in a shit house. No, it's the ghost Frogs saying, get in wherever they want. This it's house has issues. The ghost knows I like frogs. No, there it left me a frog. straight up holes in this house. There is a hole. It goes to the outside of the house in the one room. It's just, it's like a big size hole. You know ghosts we love duct me, taped Sydney. It. You know they do. This house is old and shit and they no. can't repair it well. No. Anyways. So, final, final thoughts. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've read this book at least five times. Okay, and I don't you know thought if this that's was going to be a short episode. <laughs> it is still pretty short, but the ghost frog talk really took me out of it. Anyways. Oh, ghosty frog talk. Oh. <sighs> That's a good embroidery. Ghost frog. <gasps> Ghost <Costume>. frog. <laughs> okay, anyways, uh, I've read this book a couple times. Yes, I have. Uh, I Five times, you claim. I don't know if that's true. I don't know why <laughs> I wrote that. It seems a lot. <laughs> I've definitely read it before. This is my second time reading it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've read it at least three times. I can definitely, it's at least three. But Continue. The ending is abrupt. Doesn't make sense. And, you know, knowing now that it was written by the Mormon, you, you it can makes see more that sense. Staying clean doesn't push hugs, not drugs. Drugs are bad type of mentality, yeah. you know? Um, my friend Liz and I did read this one, and then we read the other one, Jay's Journal, mm -hmm. because we heard it was about demons, and we were like, what? Demons? I love... I'm going to guess it's a really inaccurate portrayal of Satanists. I don't remember. That was before I'd done any kind of shit. That's why I want to read it again, because now that we've played Ouija board and stuff, it's like, oh, hey. Yes, you were a very shocked child alaska mommy ouija board at 12 years old i mean i played ouija once in alaska and i talked to um johnny cash apparently we tried to talk to steve Irwin, but it was too soon after his death okay <laughs> they're not immediately ready to talk on the ouija board i just Sydney. feel like he has no interest in you okay. no offense i met johnny cash's grandson once you were there remember yeah if that was really his grandson. He yelled at him a lot, okay? I did yell at him. We're going to say it's his grandson because I've told that story many times. I know, and I just don't. And it's really not that big of a deal, I honestly. I feel like it probably isn't his grandson, though, also. 
Why, why is that so improbable, Sydney? It is why we Anyways, <laughs> where am I? Um, drugs are whack. I've heard a lot of crazy stories about drugs, obviously. I mentioned family, drug issues, lots of you know, I'm from Alaska. I'm from uh well my family's from Soldana. If you know Alaska, you know what that means. If you're a Portugal man listening, you know what it means. They're from are you a member of Portugal. Yes, but I'm sure they know where Soldatna is. Yeah, Portugal the man, you get it, right? Yes. Hello. Hello. Portugal the man, the band. <laughs> you're from Alaska. I'm you from Alaska. You're from Portland. We know you're from Alaska. We They're playing the other. Alaska State Fair again this year. Oh, yeah. They, they do that now. Oh, I'll tell you this later. It's not. Oh, yeah. I wish that the ending was she stays clean and her and Paul get married because he was a good guy for her. I know you think he's too old. I think he's too old. But if we're picturing her 16, him 18, which is what I'm picturing, then it's eight. I don't love it. I don't love that he's in college, no matter if he's My 16. My grandma 18. got married at 16. Yeah, but would you want your child getting married at 16? Granted, she got married two times after that, but... Yeah, and my great-grandma got married after knowing someone for two weeks. Did it work out? No! I'm, I don't know if her first husband is, like, my grandpa or if her second husband was my grandpa. I don't know. Shit's crazy. My grandma also got married at 16 and then divorced at 18. All my grandparents, besides Mike's parents, married. They were one and done. My grandpa on my mom's side was married five times. My yeah. grandma on my mom's side, she was at least married a couple times. Yeah. My grandpa claims her great-grandma was a sex worker. Good for her. She locked it down, obviously. because she worked at a saloon. <laughs> you don't know what they do at saloons. Said she worked at a saloon. What do you think? Maybe she, she lived above the saloon. <laughs> Maybe she was the Anyways. person. I don't know. She's whatever dead now um i sort of read this book a long time ago i think i really don't remember it at all but i know i read it because i owned it how do you know you read it Maybe i think i read it in high it. school no i remember reading it it was probably in high school yeah the ending is sad and i was sad the whole time because i'm like girl your life i want to help you and you know it's not gonna get better yeah and i'm just like no stop please <laughs> um parts of it super unrealistic but honestly, when I found out it was written by a Mormon, I was like, makes this sense. all makes sense now. Because it really seems like scared straight. Like, Oh, yeah. It's a dare in it a is. book. I wish I was on the dare program. They didn't have that where I'm from. We didn't Not either. at my age. We I think were too it was, young for it. Yeah, I think it was something like people in the 80s had. But yeah, it's literally a don't do drugs type of PSA. If you want your children to not do drugs, read them this book and it's 50-50. Yeah. They might think, hey, drugs sound fun. She opened I a successful this boutique in San Francisco. Do you know how hard that is to do? <laughs> I wrote on the inside of this cover that I got this book in 2014, which is coincidentally when I started doing drugs. Interesting. That's when I did the weed. Well, she did other stuff before marijuana. She never drinks either. No, I'm drinking bad Well, you. they talk about that's what their parents do and they do drugs because they'll the parents will notice if you take their alcohol but not, not when, take the drugs. And yeah. I'm like... Which might be realistic for the 70s. Like, if you take their pills, they're like... Pills are That's partially everywhere. how we discovered my brother was on drugs because he was stealing my mom's, like, pain pills. Yes, that's... That part was realistic when she was taking her family's but pills. But no one noticed! She took all of her grandpa's pain I pills. I know. I feel like that grandpa was probably in so much pain. was like, right. oh, was just like, pills. Fine, I guess. Then I'll he dies. <laughs> then her grandma dies. That part was sad. I know. Broken and I'm like, heart. Yeah, I'm like, mm. Grandma. She's very close with her grandparents. Anyway, I'm glad it's not a real story because the other <laughs> high school kids in it are straight up demonic. Yeah. And her dying at the end really wrecked me. But seriously, if that was real, I'd be like, 
what the fuck are these kids? Psychopaths? They're in jail now, I hope. Right? They murdered people for sure after this. Yeah. Um. Also, her outlook in life, like, is when she's better, it's being some pure virgin. Like, that's her, like, ideal is being some pure housewife. I thought it was really funny, though, when her and Beth are talking about, like, when you get married, if they think you're not a virgin, like, they know how to check, and they're like, how do they do that? How yeah, do well, because Beth is her own friend who's, like, Jewish, Jewish. so she's like, yeah. I like, gotta be a virgin know, when yeah. I get married. She's like, you have to marry, like, a Jewish man she's to be like, a virgin. Oh, shit. And then, and then she, she loses her virginity, like, two weeks like, later. Fuck. But yeah, her whole thing is centered around being a virgin. Yeah. Which is strange. And a stay-at-home mom. And, like, the perfect housewife. Yeah. Which is weird, because people in the 70s had sex. Yeah, but you know who wrote this book. Whoa. So it makes more sense. Because when I was reading that, I was like, this is strange and out of character, I feel like. Yeah. Because it's very, like, she's, like, has sex, but only when she's high. And I'm like, that's a little fucked. And then she, she, she talks iffy. a lot about, like, what's sex like when you're not high? She's like, sex I don't know, I've never done it. Yeah, and she's like, I wish I was a virgin. And she just kept saying that, and I'm like, this is Stop having odd. sex. <laughs> yeah. Some parts are very problematic, I'd say, but it's entertaining to read, and I would recommend it, but do not sell it as a true story. I know, I'm still so mad. Just look into it if you read it. If anything claims to be a true story, look into it. I think, listen, I tried to look into it, too, and we did not find the Mormon shit. All you gotta do is Google stuff about it, and then it's like comes up, it's like, yes, the Mormon author! Ah, uh, yes, the Mormon. <laughs> it's literally immediate. Mormon wrote this book. Yep, that's all I have to say. Okay. <laughs> if you want to hear more of our voices, uh, our rants, all the fun things, go binge our other episodes whenever, whenever, wherever. It says wherever. I know how to type. I know how to read. Wherever mm -hmm. you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow on Spotify. Spotify. Yes. You good? Also, maybe tell your friends to listen. That'd be dope of you. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Book Club Podcast, just like the horror version did. What, what? Hi, guys. We can listen to that episode. Anyways, also send us an email with your listener request to bookcultpodcast at gmail.com. Next week, we are ending Delaney's week. Finally, Delaney's week, Delaney's month. Yeah, it's a whole month, bitch. One month too long, but no. it's one of her favorite books, which is actually a pretty good book, but very gross. Um, <laughs> bugs. Warning. Lots of bugs. Lots of bugs. Lots of bugs inside people. Lots Don't. of crazy shit. Talking about drugs again. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. But yeah. a wild drug. Swiss so sauce. All right. So we're reading John Dies in the End by David Wong. Read it. Fun fact, Watch that's it. not his real name. Oh, my God. It's, it happened again. Because <laughs> this is it anonymous, did. but it's not did anonymous. Do this on purpose. Oh, my God. She no. didn't. <laughs> At the same time, no. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, thanks for listening. You're now part of the cult. No takesies backseat. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.